0: Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Somebody, We hope you are really blessed by hearing it. Welcome to those of you that are listening online. My name is Ron Cross. I'm the senior pastor here at St. Saviour's. Uh, today I'm going to be mainly talking to those of us, those of you who consider yourselves uh, committed and members here at St. Saviour's. So if you're a guest or a visitor here, um, don't worry, just relax and let it all wash over you. Uh, yeah right um, up there there you go so uh, a couple of weeks ago in my sermon I used this phrase uh, the church is the perfect place for imperfect people um, somebody actually credited it to Pastor Ron cross that's me put it up on social media slightly embarrassed it was not me who said it I just stole it from someone else I mean, it's, it's the first time someone has ever thought something I said was worthy of repeating and it wasn't even me who said it. Um, but I'm, I'm flattered <laughs> and a bit embarrassed. Uh, and anyways, there'll, there'll be many more pithy little statements that if you want to get your phones out and you want to tweet or you know, send off to your friends this morning, so, so listen up. Um, and the first one is a, a kind of, I guess it might have come from East London somewhere, definitely from London, but going to the dogs. Do you, do you know what going to the dogs means? It doesn't mean, as a kid, when I was about, I don't know, five, six, seven, my dad used to take me to White City uh, to watch greyhound racing. So that, that's the dog track. Uh, it's where they race greyhounds. So going to the dogs, it doesn't mean that, in case you're wondering. Do you know what going to the dogs means? It's all going wrong. It's being ruined. Yet yeah, it's not the way things are supposed to be, right? It's not good. It's not good. It's all going wrong. And um, do you know what? I, I, have this, I have this feeling in me and, um, that this country is going to the dogs. I have a feeling in me that this country is going to the dogs. And, and I can see that in what's happening in, in Parliament at the moment. Uh, in, in the way that they're not working together. They're all just trying to get their own little bit of power their own little bit of prestige, their own name recognized. They're not working in partnership. In fact, at the moment, what we see with our our government and those who oppose them, is that they're completely at opposite ends of what we might call partnership. And um, I came across a statistic that says that in the UK, uh, in 2017, over 100,000 people got divorced, couples got divorced. Now, I realize there's, there's a reason for the breakdown in marriages, and um, you know I, I don't want to heap any guilt on anyone this morning, that's not my purpose, but what I see there in the breakdown of marriage, because God said when he created us, he said we were good, and when he created us to be in partnership together, to be married, to be committed to one another, he said that was a good thing, and so the breakdown of marriage for me is the opposite of partnership in the way that God sees partnership as well. And I think that's, that's hard, that's really hard. Anyone trying Veganuary? How does he switch from divorce to Veganuary? Is anyone, anyone giving Veganuary a chance? No. no, that's fine, so none of you will be offended by my next slide. You know, when I think about partnership, when I think about commitment, I think about this illustration. Uh, What is it? It's ham and eggs, right? When I order ham and eggs in a cafe, I think of the chicken. The chicken is just involved in the project. But the pig, the pig is totally committed to the project. (laughs) Oh, it's a good job the kids are out, right? Pepper pig. (laughs) Uh, You know, true partnership. True partnership means commitment in governance, in marriage, in parenting, in church. The partners stick together. They stay committed. Customers, customers will just jump ship whenever the going gets rough. When there's a better deal somewhere else, when they can get whatever they want delivered to their door, customers will leave. Employees, they change their jobs for better conditions, a pay rise, a promotion. The employees that we have in here, the staff team, they would probably like to leave for a nicer boss. But was that you that said that or was that Steve? Oh, was it? no, it was Steve. I thought a member of staff was going, oh, that's not true, but I'm dreaming. <laughs> employees leave, customers leave. Customers in a business, they're involved, employees are involved, but partners, partners are committed. In the business and professional world, which many of you are in, achieving the rank of a partner is a sought-after goal. If you really want to make it, you become a senior partner. And I just love that word partnership. I love it. I love what it brings. I love some of the other words that, um, that it has like associate, a colleague, a sharer, a companion, spouse. They're good things. Two or more people working together towards mutually desirable goals. Two or more people with different perspectives, different abilities, respecting the views and talents and dreams and abilities of other partners. So if a partnership is a problem for us in the world, but God says partnership is good and he does say it's good, then, then what does the Bible have to say about partnership and what it means to partner together so we're going to read from uh, pages of scripture right now so if you've got a bible with you please do open it up if you've got one of our church bibles we're in the book of Philippians Uh, it's page 1178 Philippians chapter 1 please feel free to take out a phone if that's what you look at your bible on Philippians 1 and we'll start at verse 1 and um As I do this, as I read this, I I want you to hear... I'll include my wife in this as well. Well, I'll say Paul and Timothy. Paul is writing writing to this church that he started with Timothy. And um, I didn't start this church. uh, But I I feel what Paul is writing here. So you could swap out the name Paul and the name Timothy for Ron and Roe. So Paul and Timothy servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's people, holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, the church, together with the overseers and deacons, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you We'll see it, we'll carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul, Paul, he thanks God for the church's partnership with him and Timothy. Roe and I, we thank God for your partnership in the gospel. And we start right there by thanking God, by putting God right at the center of our vision. In the last few weeks, we've been looking at our values and our vision, our purpose as a church And our purpose is all about God. God is right at the center. God is our future. God is what is behind us. And God is in our right now too. As partners in the gospel, these guys share this common biblical vision that God's purposes and his plans are good. Plans to prosper us. As partners, they share a passion for the Lord. They share a passion for the Great Commission to go and make disciples. They share a passion for ministry together. As partners in the church they realize that everyone has been given gifts so that the body of Christ can be built up. As partners they realize that all the gifts are important, the ones up front but the ones behind the scenes as well, that all are equally important gifts. As partners they realize the important, extremely important task in the training and the equipping of the church for ministry to carry out the work that God has placed in advance for us to do. As partners, they know that they must mature in their faith and facilitate others to mature in their faith, to be disciples. As partners, they know they need to minister to the needs of other partners, to the employees, to the customers, and to the potential customers. Thousands of people just outside our door. And he goes on, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you sharing God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Paul is reminding them how much he loved being in partnership with them. He's telling them that the partnership brought them great joy, brought him great joy. My partnership with you, our partnership brings me great joy. What God is doing through His church, His gathered people, brings me great joy and great comfort. And this is my prayer, and this is my prayer for you that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best, what is God's plan, and may be pure and blameless. For the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That's what he wants for the partnership. It's what I want for our partnership, that your love will abound more and more. I want you to grow in the knowledge and love of God and of his son, Jesus Christ that's what I want for you that's what Paul wanted for the church that he established in Philippi and um, many people came to faith because of the work of that church in that place so in the business world only some employees get to be partners anyone from John Lewis partnership here no okay but John Lewis call their employees partners In the business world, most of the customers don't get to be partners, but in the church, in the church, all of you, everyone gets to be a partner. Everyone gets to partner in the gospel, in the good news of Jesus Christ. Some of you, for some of you, becoming a partner happens really quickly. The Holy Spirit is at work in you and you kind of get involved really quickly. For some of you, it's a slower process. Sometimes I wonder whether you're actually walking backwards in your faith. See, Saul, who became Paul, had this dramatic encounter in Damascus. But his ministry didn't start straight away. In fact, he was uh, training. He was training for a few years before he actually went about this incredible ministry that we can read about in the New Testament. you know, We know from 1 Corinthians 9, 24, Paul wasn't running around aimlessly at the point where he became a Christian, where he had this revelation of God. He was running to get the prize. He knew what the vision was, and he knew how he wanted to obtain it. And I ask you, do you think in between the point where he had this revelation from God, and then he did all this incredible work, or was he just sat in the Arabian desert doing nothing? Do we sit here in, in the chairs day after day, week after week, month after month, perhaps once or twice a year and do nothing? Or do we train? Do we pursue the prize? Do we train for godliness? I don't have the time for training, Ron. I've got work demands, you know. I work a 40, 50, 60 hour week. You know, I'm working hard to bring in the bucks. I don't have the time for doing ministry, Ron. You know, I've got a garden to look after. I I like to take a long soak in the bath. I like shopping. You know, none of that is bad stuff. You know, soak in the bath, at least once in a while, okay? It's good for you. You know, do work, of course. That's important. Do have hobbies but not at the expense of the partnership in the gospel. Ultimately, your partnership with him is the most important thing in your life. And it always will be. It always has been, and it always will be until the day of completion in Christ Jesus. Training training requires sacrifice. Training requires denying yourself. It means stopping doing some of the things you might like to do. I cannot sugarcoat that for you. You know, if we're honest, we waste a whole load of time. We waste a whole load of gifts. We waste a whole load of talent. We waste a whole load of money that God has given us and I'm not condemning television either and the preacher's on about television you know, there, there are entertaining really good programs like Love Island for us to watch out there moderation is the key you know we can waste years of our lives just flipping through Netflix trying to decide what to watch finding something and then that 15 minutes and going that is rubbish switching it off or watching endless reruns of whatever else it might be, or the hours and hours of sport. How many sport channels are there now? You know, and um, we can waste our money, you know, I do that. The list is endless. We live in houses that are too big for us. We buy cars that are too expensive, that's me. We spend far too much. I do live in a big house, by the way, but I don't own that house, right? But we buy cars, too expensive. We spend too much on vacations, that's me. We eat out too often, that's me. You know, sometimes we actually throw our money away on gambling, in our greedy desire to take money from the losers. That used to be me. I used to go to the dogs. And listen here. The one thing that I want to leave you with, the antidote to waste, is to partner with Jesus. An invitation to partner with Jesus is here for you. For you. We can be partners with Jesus, we can grow, we can see lives radically transformed in his love and his power. And like Rose said last week, look, transformation is a process, not just an event. You can tweet that one if you want. I found this PowerPoint, I uh, found this slide of um, John Newton, who was around a little while ago. He said, I am not what I ought to be, I am not what I want to be. I am not what I hope to be in another world, but still I am not what I once used to be. And by by the grace of God, I am what I am. The Holy Spirit is at work in you now, partnering you with God, with each other, in advancing the gospel. Finally, to help you this year, I have a little mantra for you. And there's a lot more to the Christian journey than just this mantra. But if I could get everyone doing this, then there would be even more that God would do through this church this year. It's everyone. Everyone. Everyone praying. Everyone serving. Everyone giving. Everyone inviting. The Christian thing is uh, not just a mission for a moment either, it's a mission for your lives, demands my all. I want to encourage you to do more about the spirits leading today than think, what's my one year plan, what's my three year plan, what's my five year plan, where do I want to be, what do I want to do, that's again this fine but I want you to do more about the Spirit's leading today. Where did he place you today? If you think the country is going to the dogs, if you think your office is going to the dogs, if your school where you work is going to the dogs, if your family is going to the dogs, if your relationships are going to the dogs, who's going to do something about it? Thank you. I didn't even pick on you even though you're in the front row, but you you joined in. Pete, you're a star. Who's going to do something about it? The kingdom that is around you, the kingdom where you have been placed, the kingdom of God, comes from the kingdom of God that is within you. You need to be so full of the Spirit, so full of God, that like it leaks out of you and affects change and transformation in the people that God has placed you to be in in the places that he calls you to this week this day today so I want you to go deep there's another slide coming another pithy little statement deep and wide you have to go deep into God that is what we will be doing this year. We will be going deeper into God this year. You know, if you want transformation in your life, if you want transformation in the lives of those around you, if you want to see that transformation in your office, if you want to see that transformation in Sunbury, someone's going to have to do something you're going to have to do something. You know, if you want to do something, you actually have to do something. The Christian for procrastination is prayer. It's all right, Ron, I'll pray about it. That's good. Prayer is important. But you have to do something. You have to do something. So go deep. Go deep in order that you can go wide. Because everything that we do in here, everything that we do in our small groups... Everything that we do when we eat together. Come lunch with us next Sunday. The church is open after the service. Come and eat with us. Everything that we do, this, this, this is for that. There's another pithy statement for you. Are you keeping up? This, what you receive in here, what you receive from God and from each other, is for that out there. Pray, serve, give, and invite. And as we enter 2019, I still feel like we're on the verge. We're in the beginning. I mean, it's still January, right? So I feel like we're in the beginning of this year. That God says, you saw what I did last year. You see what I did in 2018. You know what I'm going to do in 2019? I'm going to do even more. I'm going to do even more. Because we can partner with him because we can partner with him. So Paul felt this sense of joy and comfort with the church in Philippi. We can experience that same joy and that same comfort as we partner together, when we pray together, when we work together. There's this strength, there's a bond that forms. There's great strength in numbers, you know, we had a few snowflakes this week. Right, they went away quite quickly, but enough snowflakes together can stop traffic. And Jesus promises that when we partner in the gospel, when we serve together, when we give together, when we pray together, when we invite together, when we minister together, nothing is going to stop this church. Not even the gates of hell will prevail against his church not even Satan can stop his church so church are you ready oh hallelujah who was that yes yes and amen see we are being led by our children and our young people they are the first to respond church are you ready One final chance. Church, are you ready? Are you ready to commit to being in partnership in the gospel? Okay, let's bow our heads. For more information, please go to www.saintSaviorsSunbury.org.uk